You're listening to You Were Made to Stand Out, the podcast that helps you step into your confident self and build the profitable business you desire. I'm Jojo Hussein, your host and guide on the journey of self-discovery and entrepreneurship. In each episode, we'll dive into the mindset and strategies you need to succeed as an entrepreneur and learn from the experts who have been in your shoes. You'll also experience the audio version of my book, You Were Made to Stand Out. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast will give you the tools, tips, and inspiration to stand out and create a life on your own terms. So let's get started. Welcome back to episode three. I am so excited to continue the reading of my book, You Were Made to Stand Out, right here to kick off this podcast series. So, so far in episode one, you have heard about my transformation into just becoming the businesswoman I am now and the things that I had to go through to get to where I am. Episode two, you learned more about the power of belief and how what we believe really plays out into our lives and how it's just time to shift those beliefs in order to change our lives, change the trajectory of where we want to be and go within our lives. And today, we are going to be diving into more. I'll be sharing with you another chapter in my book that's really going to help you to figure out what is that special thing about you, that thing that's just so unique. And honestly, it's that thing that's going to have you standing out in a very crowded market. So definitely listen to this and get your journal out and do those journaling prompts that I give to you at the end because it only takes you but so far to just listen to my story. You have to pull out your own story to really help you to make that change in your life. So I'm so excited to continue. I've been getting great feedback from y'all. Um, I've actually been getting some funny feel. Well, it's funny to me because um, a few of the feedback that I've gotten is that, oh my goodness, I love hearing the story. You read it out loud and hearing the podcast. It actually makes me want to read the book now. Oh, I've had a few of y'all said that you bought the book, but you haven't read it yet. And now that you're hearing the podcast and hearing the book, you want to read it. So if that's you and you don't have the book yet, you can get it on Amazon. You were made to stand out. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so let's get started. Introduction. Everything you have ever wanted, searched for, or desired is not as far away as you may think. As a matter of fact, you have the tools within you to access whatever you want. It's just a matter of realizing that and grabbing the right tools. This book is for the entrepreneur at heart who struggles with confidence, self-doubt, and who wants to start a profitable business. This entrepreneur is tired of the struggle and wants to level up in her life and in business. She loves strongly and has a big heart to always help and support others. In this book, you will find journaling prompts to help you bring forth your inner confidence and shake self-doubt. You will also learn the steps I took to build my profitable business with insightful action steps that you can take to build yours too. To get the most out of this book, I encourage you to practice all of the journaling and reflection prompts at the end of each chapter. Journaling is a powerful tool that can help you gain clarity 
direction, and process through your transformation. Not to mention, it's always great to look back at and to see your personal growth. Step out of your own routine and execute the action steps provided for building your six-figure business. Be comfortable getting uncomfortable. Nothing great comes out of staying in our comfort zone. I have created a free You Were Made to Stand Out journal for you that can be found on my website at www.youwermadetostandout.com. It has all the journaling prompts there to help guide you on your journey. It's your time to be the boss you have always wanted to be. The today as you know it is over. This is your new beginning. As of this day, you will learn how to shake self-doubt, build confidence, and create a six-figure business. Chapter 1. There is something inside of you. Hey boss, to start this book, I like to share my story. I feel that showing the shifts and growth I've undergone as a person will help you understand the person I am and that I'm really no different than you. My number one prayer for you is that this book helps you find inspiration and becomes a guide for your own personal growth and transformation. It won't happen in a day, but if you follow the guidelines, journal, and do the action work, the self-limiting thoughts that hold you back may slowly dissipate. With this book, I hope you realize your greatness. You have something special inside of you. It could be the way you talk, the way you care, maybe even the way you create things. Whatever it may be, this beautiful gift is unique to you and cannot be duplicated. It's up to you to learn what that is and most importantly, embrace it. A prominent memory of mine is being raised by my entrepreneur mom. My mom was a hairstylist and I'd watch her work from home. Yep, right in our little kitchen, she would wash, perm, and finger wave her client's hair. And they, and then she would dry their hair in our dining room beneath the dryer station against the wall. Making this happen from home, I saw my mom as the ultimate businesswoman. She inspired the entrepreneurial spirit within me. With separated parents, I moved around a bit as a child. I lived in New Jersey. Florida, the Bahamas, and Illinois. I've flown on planes by myself since I was a little girl, always under the flight attendant's watch, going back and forth to be with each parent. The second time I flew to New Jersey, I was eight years old, and I would live with my mom again, who had just opened up her own business establishment, a beauty salon, in which she worked for the next five years. From the tender age of eight, I was her receptionist, answering calls and booking appointments with complete professionalism. Her clients would be so surprised that it was just a little girl they spoke to on the phone. By the time I turned 12, I became the shampoo girl. Many of my mom's clients requested that I do their shampoo. They would whisper in my ear, your mama is rough, but you give such a gentle massage and shampoo. That would kind of be true. Your head would fly all around in that sink while getting your hair washed. But at least you would know for sure that your head was clean with my mama's hands. My mother has always been assertive, which I have admired for years. 
So soft-spoken and shy, I didn't know how to be assertive like her. I'd be afraid just to ask a waiter for a fork. My mother was brave and bold as well, ready to stand up for herself and others if need be. She was loyal. Meanwhile, I could only wish to do all the same. As the years went on, I learned that my mother wasn't always this person. I mean, yes, she'd always been kind of a rebel, but she was also shy and timid once, just like me. According to my mother, the things I enjoyed were things she enjoyed growing up too. We are both helpers and we are both leaders. We don't follow the crowd. We follow our own path. That said, I loved working in the salon with my mother. At the end of the day, I swept the floors and wiped the counters and mirrors. On weekends when family, friends, or cousins would visit, my mom would let me do their hair in the salon. I was pretty much curling with hot irons, braiding hair, sewing in a weave at the age of 12. Still, I did not want to be a hairstylist. I'm too darn impatient. I want things done fast, and styling hair is not a quick job. The day I turned 13 years old, my godmother gave me a pink disposable camera for my birthday and a book that taught you how to take pictures. This pivotal moment changed my life. I read the pages of that book back and forth, learning everything I could about photography, where to shoot, how to shoot, how to avoid the sun taking over, how to avoid shadows, and more. On weekends, I walked around the neighborhood taking pictures of flowers, trees, houses, and the grass. I remember the excitement of running to Walgreens up the road to get my film developed, where I would buy new film and do it all over again. Shy and selective of who I befriended, I didn't have a lot of close friends growing up. By close friends, I'm referring to the friends who loved you no matter what, the friends you had sleepovers with, went on trips with, created photo scrapbooks with, and who joined you for all of your celebrations, be them big or small. I had one best friend named Isis, who I can happily say is still my friend to this very day. As I met new people and made new friends throughout the years, I had lots of fun taking pictures. I dressed my friends up, do their makeup and style their hair for the camera. I loved giving makeovers and taking their pictures. I loved it because I loved beauty. Enhancing beauty and capturing memories is one of my favorite things. Today, I still have all those pictures. During eighth grade, I met a girl named Talea, who was two years younger than me and incredibly shy. I remember waiting for my mom to pick me up from after school care when I saw Talea playing with a little boy no older than five years old. Why are you playing with a little boy and not playing with other girls your age, I asked. Talea told me that he was her only friend. That made me sad, but at the same time I understood. I had struggled to make friends too. In becoming Talea's friend, I found her to be an exceptionally sweet person, but with low self-esteem. She didn't feel beautiful or that she could fit in with other girls at school. I'm not sure why Talea felt that way, but it could have been for the same reasons I felt the way I did. I was very different from the other girls. I didn't quite know how to relate with people my age at that time. So I saw this in Talea and I decided to give her a makeover. 
I lined her eyes with black liner, coated her beautiful eyelashes with mascara, gave her foundation for the large beauty mark along one side of her face. Its uniqueness was beautiful and popped on some lipstick. I even did her hair. When Talia looked in the mirror, she turned into another person right before my eyes. We went to the movies later on that evening, and I remember how some boys tried talking to her. Talia wasn't having it. She rolled her eyes, popped her neck, and strutted into the movie theater. Later that day, when I went home, I couldn't stop thinking about Talia's transformation. It was beautiful how her confidence shined through. In high school, I'd bring my camera to school and take pictures of my friends. People often said, wow, this is the only picture I love of myself. Until then, I hadn't realized how many people felt ugly in pictures. People who didn't feel photogenic ended up loving the pictures I took of them. They said I made them feel beautiful. Boss, you have a story. I don't know how you grew up, but there has always been something special about you. If you can retrace your path, your upbringing, your earliest interests, you may find that special something just like I did when I realized my ability to help others feel good about themselves. Eventually, I moved back to Florida with my family after my first year of college. Though I graduated with an associate degree in communications and aimed for a bachelor's degree in psychology, I felt the nudge to do photography. In fact, I ended up landing an amazing job in a mall studio. There, I had so much creative freedom. I couldn't wait to go to work every day. Through all my studying, I wanted to be a photographer, a celebrity photographer to be exact. I wanted to take pictures of celebrities for their music albums or movies. I even applied for a photography school in California. But when they didn't give me the full scholarship to go, I left it alone. The cost was too high, and I had already been paying for my own college tuition since I started school. I met my soon-to-be husband, Arfon, in 2010 when I worked as a studio manager for the mall studio. I'd been there for about five years. When me and Arfon got married, I was finishing up my last year of college and still doing the photography job, in which he supported me 100%. Arfon had a background in sales and being a part of a multi-level marketing company in his past, he pushed me to start my own business, make it official. For many years, people had come to the studio and told me, I should branch out on my own. People loved me taking their pictures and wanted to fully support me. In January 2011, I put in my two-week resignation and began building my business full-time. That was scary. Leaving a secure job that paid well to rely on one income? Talk about a leap of faith. Arfon supported me and did the math of what we would have to do to make this work. When he wasn't at his 9-to-5 job, he helped me with my business, which included marketing, running ads, the sales, setting up my equipment. He was my behind-the-scenes man while I shot the photography and created my website. Those days became difficult, however. Even with all that work, I still wasn't making anything close to my last job's income. I was bringing in less than $200 a month. 
I didn't know how to make a real income doing what I love. A couple months later, we found out we were pregnant. That day was one of the happiest days of my life. For our future child, I wanted more than ever to make my business work. But I was tired. Living off one income had us barely making ends meet. Arfun and I had to get creative for additional income which included Arfon fixing computers on the side and my doing here in exchange for food, we struggled. I felt so discouraged and down on myself because I thought I'd be making good money in my business at this point. Eventually, I decided to just quit. I sold a lot of my photography equipment and told people I wasn't taking pictures anymore. It just didn't make sense to do all this work and not see results. December 2011, I had Michael. One day while nursing him, I said to him, it's okay if I can't eat. I'm just so happy that I can feed you. Then it struck me. What the heck was I saying? Scientifically, wouldn't I have to eat and feed myself in order to produce enough milk to feed my child? I thought of my husband and the scripture, how we as women are meant to help our spouse. I didn't feel like help at all. I had to go back to a nine to five job. How could I? I just had a baby. I didn't want to miss those special moments. I couldn't imagine not being there when Michael first talked or rolled over or crawled or walked. Just the thought of that had my heart set on making my business really work. A quote came to me during that time. If you want something different, then you've got to do something different. For some time, Arfon and I learned about investing and dived in deeper about managing a business. Through that, the opportunity came to work with a coach. It was a coach I'd been following for a couple months. She always gave so much value when I'd watch her videos online. However, we didn't have the funds to invest, but I knew this was what we needed to make change in our life. I felt it in my gut. I was desperate for change. Not only that, I had to come to terms that I was investing in my dream, but not only for myself, but for my family. I want my son to have a better life and a mom to look up to. So we invested. Even if that meant selling a bunch of things on eBay, doing odd jobs, we were going to find the money to invest in our future. I spent months devoted to business, marketing, and sales. My coach was able to see my blind spots, have a bird's eye view on what was going on in my business and why I wasn't generating the sales I needed. She held me accountable and gave me the exact action steps to take that would take my business to the next level. One thing I can say is that you don't know what you don't know. I learned everything I was doing wrong. I took every action step given and applied it to my business. Within 30 days of working with a coach, I took all the fire within me and rebranded my photography business. I changed the way I did business. I couldn't have gotten this transformation from the advice of friends and family or through Google. I wish I had gotten a coach sooner. It was helpful to work with someone who's been there and at a place where I wanted to be to save me from all the mistakes. This birthed the businesswoman within me. From the moment you were born, every interest, every hobby, everything you have ever been good at all plays a part in your purpose. 
It's not going to be clear to you right away. It takes journaling, soul searching, and reflecting to figure it all out. Sometimes it's even through our pain that we find purpose. Don't take anything in vain. It's all part of your life map. Something inside you that has always been there, and you're reading this book because you're ready to let it out. Action step. Journal time. Think as far back as you can remember. And if you can't remember that far back, ask your parents or anyone who raised you. What were the things you were good at? What did you love to do? What excited you? What made you upset? What did you find yourself doing when you had nothing else to do? What did you like to do, but maybe weren't too good at? What pain have you gone through that you have healed from? These are all clues leading to what you are meant to do in this world. You have a gift, maybe more than one, and that something is waiting to be born. Following this action step is a step forward in the discovery process. That's it for today's episode of You Were Made to Stand Out, the podcast that empowers you to step into your confident self and create the profitable business you desire. I hope that you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Remember, you were made to stand out and achieve great things. So don't let self-doubt or fear hold you back. Take the first step towards your dream business today. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us out a lot and allows us to reach more people like you. And if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please let us know on social media or through our website. I look forward to connecting with you in our next episode.